The federal indictment against Donald Trump brought by special counsel Jack Smith at the Department of Justice was unsealed on Friday and Trump is set to be arraigned on Tuesday in Miami federal court at 3 p.m. Eastern. What should we expect? Certainly not Donald Trump to act like a normal human being. Donald Trump responded like the vile lunatic traitor that he is, lashing out on social media and at two events, one in Georgia, another in North Carolina, in such a way that if this was a friend or family member or neighbor acting like this, you'd call for an involuntary psychological 5150 hold. But this is who the modern day Republican Party wants to give our nuclear secrets to again. And not only that, they are okay with him keeping nuclear secrets and military maps and our nation's most highly classified documents in his bathroom and in the shower and just all over the floor and just showing it to random people while it's being recorded, saying things like, see, doesn't this make me the winner? Aren't I like so much better than General Milley? Like, like I'm better than him, right? I mean, that's on the audio recording. The fascist idiocracy Republican members of the House of Representatives, they love this crap. And they were out in full force supporting their cult leader Fuhrer earlier in the day and clicking their heels and saying, Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden, Hunter <laughs> Biden, over and over again. But to be fair, there have been a number of Republican senators who have been calling out Donald Trump or uh, even some who have, get this, they've leaked their disdain to the press. Ooh leaking Ooh. their disdain to the Ooh. press off the record. So Ooh. courageous of these uh, GOP senators. <laughs> Meanwhile, MAGA House Republicans had effectively shut down business in the House of Representatives because MAGA Republican Matt Gates and Lauren Boebert and their faction were upset that MAGA Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy reached a bipartisan debt ceiling bill with President Joe Biden and did not destroy America's economy. That did not go as they wanted. They were trying to deliver this for Vladimir Putin, <laughs> felt like. But before we went live, it was reported that Kevin McCarthy and the Matt Gates faction, they reached a deal to allow Republicans to advance their two biggest priorities this week. And I'm not making this up. Gas stove legislation and pistol brace legislation. Come Those on. will now yeah. be coming for a vote before the House of Representatives. That was something they were very, very, very focused on. And they're they're viewing that as a win. They're they're fist bumping each other. We know the, the famous fist bump when they take away health care from veterans. They're doing the mm. pistol brace legislation mm -hmm. fist bump right now. Also, President Biden marked LGBTQ plus Pride Month with a celebration on the White House South Lawn. 
naturally the Republican Party who have made dehumanizing the LGBTQ plus community one of their main platforms, along with the pistol braces and the gas stoves and Dr. Seuss and Mr. Potato Head and the green M&M. And then they, of course, spread their fascist hate in response to the event at the White House or as the pathetic legacy media would put it, the culture war is heating up, folks. The culture war is heating up on both sides. <laughs> oh, yeah. This says former Republican male. This as a former Republican male congressman was caught talking about how he and Ron DeSantis used to take showers together with each other every single day. I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network. This is the Midas Touch podcast. Brett and Jordy, where do we begin? I, I don't know. You just you just slip that right in at the end, right? And then you just expect us to just get on side. Ron DeSantis would slip in the shower with the congressman. <laughs> I slipped it. I slipped it right there in the end. Nice. And by the way, it was it wasn't even. Can we just start off with the show with just showing this quote? They're showing this video. Can we pull up that video? Just even before we do our introductions, I just I, I have to I just I have to show the video because it wasn't even like DeSantis was the one who brought you know who brought it up. Like former Republican Congressman Jim Bredenstein said that this is it, it's all the way at the bottom, Brett. It's at the very bottom of the outline. It, 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 it's it's Congressman Jim Bredenstein basically said that they would uh, that they would do this together here. Let's just before we do Hold our on, I got oh, one sec. I got I got I got to find the I got to find it's the all the way at the thing. bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I know, but I gotta I gotta I know it's on the bottom of the outline. It, it's it's gotta be brought in first. There's all there's all process, Ben. You know, but let's let, let, let's go on and, and we'll get. I to really it just later. wanted to show it right away at the top. I, I yeah, I under I understand, Ben. I I I, I totally get that, but we'll get to it shortly. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing good. I just got. I literally just landed on a flight, which is why everything is not fully prepared yet. I was in Park City for the weekend. Uh, my buddy had a weekend. Uh, my buddy had a wedding there, and Whoa. it was uh, you know uh, a very very beautiful there. And I'd never been to Utah. Very, very beautiful, and everybody Gorgeous. is like so incredibly nice and friendly in mm -hmm. Utah. Also, like just everybody so 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 nice. Had a really really good time. Uh, I was also picturing it because they had you know in, in Park City they had all the pride flags on the main street and everything, and I just can't imagine what it's like to be one of these Republicans like walking through America on a daily basis now just getting out perpetually outraged by everything like do they just walk down the street and go oh colors oh rainbows oh I can't believe I, I noticed that they do perpetually get aggrieved by colors like they always post the picture of of Biden when he was giving the speech against the uh, uh, fascism and, and uh, Biden was in front of the red white and blue background and a lot of the photos have the red light behind him and and they're like, oh, the devil, Satan, red, red, like, like colors. It's gotta be, really, it's gotta be exhausting. Just colors, to colors really seem to set them off, like nonstop. <laughs> it really does have to be quite exhausting to like go through this every single day to just be so perpetually mad about everything and we're seeing this on on a silly level like that like we're just saying and we're seeing this mm -hmm. at the highest levels of our government like sure. the these sort of weird kind of deranged way of viewing the world which used to be just 
for folks who were kind of on the fringes of the deep, dark web are now in Congress. And the Congress people are really no different than the people in the recesses of the dark web. I have this DeSantis clip, so we could play this DeSantis clip now. And this is what Ben was talking about in the intro. And, you know, sometimes you got to tease it, right, Ben? You got you to set them up. You deep gotta, tease. Got to make the people wait for it a little bit. Here, Here's Ron DeSantis. Uh, who, who, who is this congressman Ben is talking about, Ron DeSantis? Uh, former Republican congressman Jim Brennenstein. So he and uh, when DeSantis used to be a member of Congress, so they're talking about the days in Congress where they would go and, and shower together. He lived in his office like I lived in my office. And together we would take a shower in the basement. And we had a daily meeting when we took showers in the basement. Am I allowed to say that? Thoughts, Ben? <laughs> my, 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 my thoughts are <laughs> that one kind of, you know, look, the, the, the reality is, is they've made their whole agenda. Exactly. Thank you. You, you know, they, they made their whole agenda just like demonizing drag queens and mm-hmm. saying that, you know, you know, just spreading constant hate over and over and over and over again. And to me, it's really about, it's just about the hypocrisy. And so when you see things like that, Bingo. and then, um, you know, and, and, and you just gotta, you just gotta call it out. Jay, how, how are you doing? Man? I'm doing really well, Ben. I, I love your haircut first and foremost, really looking sharp and just some insider baseball over here. I guess we could let the audience in on actually how we prepare the outlines. Cause I don't know how, but Ben is still slightly confused on, on how the process works. Love him to death. So what happens is we basically make these book reports leading up to the episode, literally just until we go live. And so we use a Google sheet basically to put all the stories in a very nice, neat order. But then beyond that, Brett and Salty, they then take the videos and use the software to to put the videos in the right places and to order everything just perfectly. And so when Ben was saying that the video was at the the bottom of the outline, he, he wasn't wrong. It was just at the bottom of our like Excel sheet that we use and not readily available for Brett. So Brett, I got your back. Also, Utah, I can co-sign your comments. Utah's beautiful. I've been there before too. I loved it there. Yeah, it's gorgeous. I'll have to go during like uh, the winter and do a little skiing or something because the mountains look really nice and they were they were still a little snow capped, um, which was cool to see. But it, the, the whole it, the whole place just looked at, uh, absolutely gorgeous. And it's nice to kind of step out for a second and uh, you know not be just totally engulfed by everything that's that's going on in the world, you know. But oh boy, is uh, there a lot going on in the world? I mean, we are staring down the barrel of Donald Trump's second arraignment <laughs> tomorrow. Uh, if you're listening to this on audio that is happening today, Donald Trump being arraigned in federal court in Miami, Florida. Um, This is certain to be another spectacle for Donald Trump, the way that he always wants to turn everything into a spectacle. Mm -hmm. We're already seeing the threats from MAGA, the threats from the Congress people. We are seeing these bad faith arguments from Congress people like uh, Kevin McCarthy and others. I mean, their whole strategy to me is so transparent and it's, it's so disgusting. And all these influencers kind of work together to kind of stoke the flames and they want to call for violence. They make these demands to their followers by saying things like, you need to fight for Trump. We need to see you there. We need action now, now, now. We cannot take this. We cannot stand for this. And then the second 
things start getting a little hot. The second the heat actually gets turned up and there actually is a chance that there is going to be violence or something, what do they do? What's their next move? Their next move is to immediately go, oh, the feds are going to be there tomorrow. Oh, it's going to be Antifa tomorrow. Just so you know, if anything goes wrong, if anything goes wrong at the arraignment, it's the feds. It's the feds. It's always their go-to. We saw it even this weekend with the Pride uh, event that the White House hosted, mm. uh, when the White, which we'll dig into a little later. But while the White House was hosting this Pride event, which I thought was incredible, I think it was the biggest Pride event ever held on the White House lawn. And I think more important than ever right now that they are unapologetically hosting events like that and showing their support for marginalized communities because the hatred against marginalized communities right now with this extremist radical right is at an all-time high. So by them showing that solidarity, you contrast that with what was going on in another place of the country. You contrast that with what was going on outside of Disney World in Florida where you had actual people showing up in Disney with Nazi flags with swastikas with Ron DeSantis posters, and they are just pushing their anti-gay, anti-LGBTQ agenda and their pro-Nazi agenda. You had that happening this weekend, and at the same time, you had the Pride event at the White House. To me, that's a tale of two Americas. This is a choose-your-own-adventure as we go into all these elections going forward, and what America do you want to see? Do you want to see an America of inclusion, of acceptance, an America where everybody is welcome, or do you want to see an America overrun by these extremists in the country, overrun by these literal Nazis waving Nazi flags? And what do they do when they get called out on it? What do all these influencers who every single day stoke the hatred against these communities every single day, push this extremist, horrific, fascist rhetoric? What do they say when the inevitable results of their words come to fruition and you actually see Nazis in front of Disney? What do they say? They go, oh, that's the feds. That's the, it's just a play. That's the feds. That's not us. That's the feds. And then they go all in on their hatred of the LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. all in on just demonizing the White House for celebrating the LGBTQ community, all in on trying to eradicate the LGBTQ community from society. And they are proving our very point of why there are Nazis out there in Florida even though they try to deny it at the same time that is going on. It is just, just the level that they are able to kind of disassociate themselves with their actions, with their words. It is extremely horrific. And I think we need to call it out and we need to Mm -hmm. say what is happening in this country. These are fascists. These are extremists. And this is not normal. Yeah. And I was reading this article before we went live. It's it's from Politico. And it says how these GOP hardliner conservatives reached a deal with Kevin McCarthy. So the group of Matt Gates and Lauren Boebert, and they call themselves the Freedom Caucus, because of course, you know, like when you're the Soviet Union, what do you call your propaganda um, paper? You call it Pravda, you call it truth. If you're Donald Trump, what do you call your social media platform, right? You call it truth. So what do you call something that wants to take away people's freedom? You, you, you call it the Freedom Caucus, right? So um, that group, that group of Matt Gates and Lauren Boebert, they made a deal with Kevin McCarthy um, to basically 
reopen up the government after trying to basically shut down what was going on in the House of Representatives because they were pissed that Kevin McCarthy entered into the bipartisan debt ceiling bill. Um, so they they made the deal. The story from Politico says GOP hardliners reach a deal where now we don't know the terms of this deal, but it's going to allow all of the Republicans to bring two things that are most important to them right now, pistol brace and gas stove legislation. And this is how it's being reported by Politico. So in return for this deal, they say conservatives, like there's nothing conservative about this, but conservatives will help advance a pistol brace and gas stove legislation, two issues that unify Republicans, but had stalled out amid GOP infighting last week. It won't happen immediately, though. GOP leaders were still forced to scrap votes Monday evening. Quote, we aired our issues. We want to see this move forward as a body, said Republican Ralph Norman, one of McCarthy's chief antagonists. So that's what unifies them together, right? Uh, gas stove legislation and pistol brace legislation. And, and just so you know, like when we talk about pistol brace, and it's another term for a stabilizing brace, um, and why it is that President Biden um, had an executive order and wanted to regulate pistol braces or stabilizing braces. Um, it was originally intended for people with disabilities so that they can use AR-15s with one hand if they were otherwise immobile. So that's how these pistol braces were invented in, in 2012 um, for that purpose. Um, actually, someone named Alex Bosco invented the pistol brace in 2012 to help a disabled veteran shoot an AR-15 more accurately. He later formed a company called SB Tactical and partnered with the company to mark to market this. So this came out in 2012. But a man using a stabilizing brace on an AR-15 killed 10 people at a grocery store in Boulder, Colorado. Another used one at a school in Nashville, Tennessee that killed three nine-year-old children and three school staff members. Stabilizing pistol braces were also used in mass shootings in Colorado Springs and Dayton, Ohio. So following the series of these horrific mass shootings across the nation, the Biden administration called for tighter gun control and stricter regulations on background checks and then stiffer penalties on straw purchases. But one of the things they focused on Two were these stabilizing braces and pistol braces. By the way, they have an exemption if you are disabled. So for the intended purpose of allowing someone who's disabled to have a pistol brace to use an AR-15, that's still allowed. But even then, this is what MAGA Republicans are rallying around as their main issues. Pistol braces, stabilizing braces for everyone so you can just shoot your AR-15 that much more easily than already the AR-15 can be shot. I, I speak to people who are gun owners all the time mm -hmm. and, and, and people who are real gun owners who use these weapons, um, who go to shooting range or who hunt always say to me repeatedly 
that they don't want this in the hands of people who are irresponsible. It is ridiculous. Responsible gun owners want people to be responsible. It, it just, this is their issue, Brett. Stay, Jordy, stabilizing braces and gas stove legislation right now. They pulled the conversation so far to the right. And these Republicans, whether they know it or not, have become so extremist and so radical. And frankly, a lot of them are the people who probably would be flagged in these background checks and whatnot, totally. which is the reason why I guess a lot of them are also fearful of these rules, because these are the people who have run afoul for these rules. A lot of these people are people with criminal records of people or records of abuse, records of drug issues, records of things that show that they pose a danger and a threat to our society. We keep seeing that over and over and over again. And I, we played the clip on the show in the past. We, we don't have it right now, but of that chief justice to the Supreme Court, uh, Warren Berger, who was known as like, you know, a, a, a very conservative justice. And he himself said that the Second Amendment was one of the biggest, was subject to one of the biggest pieces of fraud. He said, I repeat the word fraud on the American public by special interest groups that I've ever seen in my lifetime, saying that these groups were misconstruing the meaning of the Second Amendment to basically say that it allows for the uninhibited use of any weapons at any time, any amount of ammunition, whatever you want to do, you could get to do with your weapons. And the fact that these are their priorities and whenever the Republican Party does something even semi-normal, like, all right, guys, let's not let the economy completely crash, okay? <laughs> let's, let, 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 let's not throw the entire world into a global depression. How, how, how about that? Th those are the things that they take issue with. They don't take issue with kids getting gunned down in schools. They don't take mm -hmm. issue with people trying to, uh, you know, afford their rent or insurance or whatever. Like th th those are not the issues they care about. They just care about making things as extreme as possible on a day-to-day -day basis and picking the issues that are frankly just the red meat to this extremist base over and over and over again. It goes to show you that none of these people really have power. As as Ben often says, like, you know, and as Ben has corrected us in the past when we go, what's McCarthy doing like all this for? Like, like for power? You go, this guy really have any power? This guy, a guy like Kevin McCarthy doesn't have any power. A guy like Kevin McCarthy is a puppet to the most extremist forces in his party. He is a puppet of Donald Trump. He is a puppet of Marjorie Taylor Greene, and he is a puppet of the MAGA base who he is absolutely terrified of on a daily basis. And you could see it on this guy's face. Yeah, ex exactly, Brandon. Look, it also goes on to show you what we say on the show a lot. These MAGA Republicans, they're not met for this moment. They don't actually care about this country. They'd rather rob you blind as the American citizen as long as they're lining their pockets with NRA money and donor money there. What this MAGA Republican Party, this fraction of the country, this really just evil and disgusting group are doing is they're exactly that, Brett, trying to give their base that red meat. So let's go after gas stoves because you know what? That's not a serious issue that anybody cares about except for these weirdo extremist extremists on the right. And so you look at what they're doing day in and day out. It's much harder to try and pass real legislation to save people's lives like common sense gun, gun reform. That's too hard for them. 
So they don't want to do that because that's going to hurt their bank accounts also. They're going to go after gas stoves and, and other ridiculous things like that and attack marginalized communities like the trans community day in and day out because that's what their base loves. Then look what uh, look at just some of the posts that they've made in the past uh, 24 hours, some of these MAGA Republican House of Representative members. Um, this is Thomas Massey, MAGA Republican. His response to the uh, unsealed indictment, 38 counts against Donald Trump for willful retention of national defense information, conspiracy, obstruction of justice, espionage act, and other uh, counts. Thomas Massey's response is a threat against our country. Just think about how sick this is. He goes, for what it's worth, under the Constitution, no member of Congress can be prosecuted for reading aloud on the floor any of the documents Trump allegedly has copies of. You're threatening America now? Like, we know that Donald Trump, from the unsealed indictment, because it includes actual audio recording transcriptions, right? It has actual photographs of Mar-a-Lago, not taken by the Department of Justice. You like as part of Donald Trump's speech, he goes, oh, th th they must have taken that picture and knocked it over. It just shows you how simple and stupid their lies are. So for those watching on YouTube, uh, right now. And for our audio listeners, you can go to the YouTube, but I'm sure if you've read the indictment, you've seen this photograph of uh, in this room where a box has all of these documents that are just all over the floor. And you can see on the bottom right, one of the documents has the, it's the cover page that has the classified border around it. You could see it in kind of orange uh, right there, but the actual page is redacted. And so when confronted with that image, Donald Trump says in the speech and the MAGA Republicans, they all say, they go, the FBI must have knocked it over and planted that. Like that photo was taken by Walt Nauta, your co-defendant. Mm -hmm. That photo was taken by your employees and sent well before the Department of Justice ever executed a search warrant. Those were the photos of your employees that come from their phone. And then, and then the other thing that they say about that photo in particular is they go, it's just newspaper articles. There's no classified information you can see there. Yes, it is. It's like literally right there. Like the like they're not reading the documents, and they they are they either not reading. I really don't think they read them to be. But then they just lie about them in the most basic lies. But here, yeah. what Thomas Massey is saying is he's saying that we should take these classified documents that were that probably caused a huge amount of serious harm to our national security. Just think about it. If Trump is taking these documents, and one of the allegations is back in July of 2021, these two ghost writers for Mark Meadows' book show up at Mar-a-Lago to speak to him. The very first, he doesn't even know these people. Like these are, these are just strangers to his house because yeah. they're writing a chapter about General Mark Milley. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump wanted to say how much better he was than the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Mark point. Milley. So immediately, within like 20 seconds of the conversation with strangers, he goes, you want to see this classified map? Doesn't this show that I win? You want to see our plans to to that we had that to potentially invade Iran? Do you want to see what they look like? Look, this makes me the total winner here, huh? Aren't I winner? Aren't I better than him? If he's willing to do that 
with our nuclear codes and military maps and classified information. Just think about what's not on the audio recordings, what he does every day when people would come and visit him. What, why we have that allegation is because Jack Smith got the actual audio recording. But here the Republican response is, well, I, I can read it on the House floor and uh, it's perfectly legal. It isn't. What he is saying is what the Republicans try to do every day under a clause in the Constitution called the Speech or Debate Clause, which in most instances gives members of the House of Representatives and the Senate immunity from being questioned on things that they say on the floor unless they're like engaged in crimes. That's how they go and they just defame Biden every day because they try to say, hey, you can't sue us for that under the immunity of speech or debate yeah, he, clause. He immunity. gave away the game there, huh? Like he, he gave away his his mindset and the mindset of the Republicans when they bring all these incendiary claims to the House floor and they make up all these lies about Biden and whoever, and they just throw it all out there because they know that they are protected by the law from actually being charged with defamation or questioned about their statements because they go, hey, it's just our it's just speech and debate clause. It's just our, our legislative duty. We're just asking questions here. That's what they hide behind. And Massey came out and he just- yeah. But he just gave up the game. So, but why, why, why is he wrong though? Here, why, why, why is this not? Uh, you know, uh, why, why would that not be safe to read confidential documents on the floor? Well, in of addition the House, to it just blatantly a being a crime, <laughs> there's a whole body of case law embodied in U.S. versus Gravel in a case called Brewster, and and Brewster involved a legislator who was bribing. Um, somebody and you said bribes don't count as speech or debate clause immunity if you're gauged engaged in unlawful bribes as quid pro quo for legislation and here leaking or 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 sending and transmitting classified records would not give you legislative immunity if you're committing crimes that's not what speech or debate clause immunity is meant to protect in fact we have a recent district court order on that very point when it came to former vice president pence who tried to assert speech or debate clause immunity and the court made it very clear that with respect to any potential conduct that may be covered and viewed as legislative in nature, trying to cover up crimes is not one of the areas where you get uh, where you get protection. But look, pu pu pull up this post right here, though, of Lauren Boebert also, just to just to give another example. This is, you know, again, how they try to uh, weaponize the speech or debate clause just to spread utter lies every single day. Right. She goes, if there was an FD 1023. Uh, and they love like names like that. That people oh, you get you right? Ben, you get a number in there. You get like uh, <laughs> or you, you get a word that's beyond two syllables, or you get something that has like the word force in it. Like if you get something that's called like strike force, game over, over game over, strike force ten fifty. Like like these are like the perfect names. You could do maybe we should make like a generator, a Republican conspiracy theater uh, theory generator that just generates crazy names like this for them. FD strike force counter strike <laughs> counter strike. But, Perfect. They're like, we got it. We got it. Okay. So here's the Bobert tweet. If, if there, there was, was an, an FD 1023 on President Trump that had even half the allegations that the one on Biden has, we'd be in the midst of impeachment proceedings. There are two standards of justice in our country, and that is not a secret. I mean, she's just a moron, right? Like, like she's just a complete... <laughs> 
in total. You sure about that? You sure about that? An FD-1023 form is an allegation, which she says. So anybody can make an FD-1023. You can make an FD-20. Any listener can make an FD-1023. You would then contact an informant that's with the FBI. You could give the FD-1023 form to them and then ultimately file this allegation. Just because it's an allegation doesn't mean that it's true. An allegation has to have proof. Anybody can make up anything about anybody. And the specific FD-1023 that they talk about over and over again was given to Bill Barr who rejected it. I know Bill Barr, who they all now say is a rhino, Bill Barr, what what Donald Trump called Bill Barr, a gutless pig, um, and they call Bill Barr a rhino. But Bill Barr got this exact FD-1023. He had somebody investigate it. He had a United States attorney from Pennsylvania look into it and goes, this is not credible. Why are you giving me these stupid documents that are being funneled from foreign sources to Rudy Giuliani? You know, and Bill, the reason that Bill Barr rejected wasn't out of the goodness of his heart. He thought that these documents were so ludicrous and so stupid, it was going to hurt. It was going to hurt his other plans to actually try to attack the people that Trump wanted him to attack. He's like, stop giving me these dumb documents. I'm trying to do this John Durham thing for you. I've got this special counsel who's going after your political enemies and we're trying to do it that way. Can you stop giving me these dumb documents through Giuliani? It's going to hurt everything that we do. So Barr rejected it for that reason. And then, of course, Donald Trump today goes, this is what he says about, yeah, we're going to say, Brett. I, I was just going to say it's a good point to bring up Durham and everything because and you're about to bring up Donald Trump's tweet uh, or or post or whatever the heck he calls it um, because they go together. So, you know what? Let's let, let's read the post that, that you're about to bring up and then I'll go into into my point. Uh, what I was going to say. Yeah, so it says virtually everyone is saying that the indictment is about election interference and should not have been brought except Bill Barr, a disgruntled former employee and lazy attorney general who was weak and totally ineffective. He doesn't mean what he's saying. It's just misinformation. Barr's doing it because he hates Trump for firing him. He was deathly afraid of the radical left when they said they would impeach him. He knows the indictment is bull. Turn off Fox News when the gutless pig is on. And just, I should also mention, Bill Barr resigned. There's another tweet at the same time of Donald Trump recognizing that Bill Barr resigned. He wasn't fired. That's one of Donald Trump's moves that he does. When someone resigns, he claims that he fires them because he's a malignant narcissist. But (laughs) Bill Barr said, look, this looks like a pretty damaging indictment. And so if you're not just all in on the Trump cult, then, um, then, then, then this is the response you get. Brett, tell us about Durham. Yeah, well, I was going to say Trump is Trump spent his entire presidency trying to weaponize the government against his political enemies. And it's the whole I don't even know if irony is is the right word at this point, because it's just so spot on to like what he does with with every single thing. But it's the whole irony of his entire political campaign in 2016 being about locking up Hillary Clinton. And then he got into office And what did he do? He tried to bring on these prosecutors to go after his political enemies. He tried to, he had prosecutors continuously investigating Hillary Clinton. He brought in Durham to investigate Joe Biden. This was the entire strategy that he had up to that point. And 
at a certain point, these people had, an, at least Bill Barr, once he was pushed to the total brink and was told, you need to help me completely obliterate democracy, not on the subtle ways that you've been trying to help me do it for the past few years, but we're going to do it. We're going to hit people over the head with a hammer with this one, and we are just going to completely destroy democracy. Are you in? Finally, then. Barr was like, all right, I, I, I was, I was on board for the rest of it, but I'm not on board with it right now. And Donald Trump at this moment in time, Donald Trump is broadcasting to the world what he Mm. would do should he take office again. And what he wants to do is, is a word that he uses himself. He wants this to be a term of retribution. He views these attacks as being personal against him, and he wants to use the power of the presidency to be more like the power of a dictator, and he wants to go and prosecute and jail his political opponents simply because they oppose him. And you don't have to just take my word for it. Donald Trump posted today. He posted about this. Uh, is this the post? No, this this isn't the post. But we have the post that he made today. I'll find in a second. Yeah, I'll start reading it as you find it. Just It goes, now that the seal is broken, in addition to closing the border and removing all of the, quote, criminal elements that have illegally invaded our country, making America energy independent and even dominant again, and immediately ending the war between Russia and Ukraine, I will appoint a real special, quote, prosecutor to go after the most corrupt president in the history of the USA, Joe Biden, the entire Biden crime family, and all others involved with the destruction of our elections, borders, and country itself. I want to talk about that post, how dangerous it is, as well Mm -hmm. as uh, these speeches that he gave uh, at these GOP conventions, one in Georgia and one in North Carolina. Um, and one, he just called for conquering Venezuela. I mean, uh, I mean, you go into some of these things that he says and the media, we always talk about it, how the media looks at it and goes, Donald Trump's out in an event just challenging his political rival. It's, it's his most conservative there. statements yet. <laughs> most conservative statements yet. Let's talk about all of this, but first let's take a quick break. Now let's take a quick break to talk about our next partner, MOSH. As the years progress, it's so important to stay on top of your mental health and fitness. Frankly, life gets busy, and sometimes you end up sacrificing good foods and snacks for unhealthy ones strictly because they may seem more convenient. Now, whether at the gym, on the go, or between meals with the fam, MOSH protein bars are the smart snack to keep your brain and body fit, fueled, and feeling good. With six delicious flavors, each MOSH bar comes packed with 12 grams of protein and made with ingredients that support brain health like ashwagandha, lion's mane, collagen, and omega-3s. At 160 calories and only one gram of sugar, MOSH protein bars are the guilt-free snack your brain and body will crave. Your brain, it's your number one tool, which is why MOSH protein bars were mindfully formulated by some of the world's top neuroscientists and functional nutritionists. Founded by Patrick Schwarzenegger and Maria Shriver, MOSH is a mission-driven brain health and wellness company that donates a portion of all proceeds to support women's brain research through the Women's Alzheimer's Movement at Cleveland Clinic. I absolutely love MOSH protein bars. They're delicious. They're savory. They're the perfect smart snack to keep your brain and body fit, fueled, and feeling good. We're constantly doing different videos or podcasts here or just a bunch of different tasks. So I'm able to enjoy Mosh protein bars easily and enjoyably throughout the day whenever I need it. 
Don't settle with a mediocre snack when you can nourish your body and mind with the fuel it needs to succeed. So whether you're at the gym, on the go, or just living your best life, Mosh Protein Bars will keep your brain and body fit-fueled and feeling good. Head to moshlife.com slash Midas to save 20% off plus free shipping on your first six-count trial pack. That's 20% off plus free shipping on your first six-count trial pack, which includes all six mouth-watering flavors. M-O-S-H-L-I-F-E dot com slash Midas. Did you know that your temperature at night can have one of the greatest impacts on your sleep quality? If you wake up too hot or too cold, I highly recommend that you check out Miracle Made's bed sheets. Inspired by NASA, Miracle Made uses silver infused fabrics and makes temperature regulating bedding so you can sleep at that perfect temperature all night long. Now, using silver infused fabrics originally inspired by NASA, Miracle Made sheets are thermoregulating and designed to keep you at that perfect temperature all night so you get better sleep every night. These sheets are infused with silver that prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets. No more gross odors. Miracle sheets are luxuriously comfortable without the high price tag of other luxury brands and feel as nice, if not nicer, than the bed sheets used by some five-star hotels. Stop sleeping on bacteria. Bacteria can clog your pores, causing breakouts and acne. Sleep clean with Miracle. Go to trymiracle.com Midas to try Miracle Made sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo code MIDAS at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash Midas and use the code Midas to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash Midas to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, those sponsors, they really help the show. They love the pro-democracy movement. If you're in the, you know, if you're in the market for those products, check out the links below in the description or the podcast description. I just wanted to say this too real quick, Brett, before we move on. You know, you used the term irony before. And I think you're right. I think, you know, there's definitely, you know, ironic sentiment within what's happening right now, especially with the GOP and Trump, but also projection. You know what I mean by that? It, everything that they've ever accused Democrats of doing, Hillary of doing, they're actually doing. They are weaponizing all of these government agencies and forces against their political, you know, enemies, quote unquote. It's unbelievable. It's, it's funny, Jordy, because I, I misspoke before and I, you, I, I meant to say conspiracy theory and I misspoke and said conspiracy theater is what mm. the Republicans are doing. But conspiracy theater is perhaps even a more apt description of what Republicans are doing every single day. And they're using the levers of the United States government and of the United States Congress in order to conduct their conspiracy theater. And the one thing, I gotta I gotta give it to the Republicans on this one and, and mm. these MAG influencers, the one thing they're really good at is spreading these lies and spreading these conspiracy theories very quickly. 
very, very yep. quickly. They create the most kind of incendiary lies about their political enemies, the most provocative things with the terms that we were making fun of before, often have hyphens in it and and, and the, you, the word strike and words that you never really heard of or, you know, like just like weird things to make it sound like it's like some complex thought out thing that they have and they just have to rile up their base. They have to get them as angry as possible. And you could see the second that they drop one of these lies, Lies. Like right now, they're all talking about this Chuck Grassley thing. Oh, there are tapes of Biden and Hunter talking about the bribe deals. Da, 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 da. You'll never see that. You know why? Because they don't exist. Yeah, it doesn't what exist. They, what, what, they, what they do is they, they say things like that under the speech and debate clause, and then every single one of their influencers immediately jumps on it. So you have the Charlie Kirk people, the Steve yep. Bannon people. You have the, the Fox News. You'll ultimately have like a Wall Street Journal piece like with a question did President Biden, da, 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 da. And, and they all couch it in, uh, you'll, you'll probably have the front page of a New York Post at some point, sources say, yeah, this is how they launder the information to make it sound like to the public that there may be a little there there. You know, it, it, they can't they can't just put this on the front page of a newspaper if there's not a little kernel of truth there. Right. They can't just put this on the front page of Fox.com or the Wall Street Journal, the well-established wall. They wouldn't be talking about this if there wasn't a little kernel of truth. And then inevitably what happens? It's always bullshit. Right. The whistleblower. Oh, the whistleblower disappeared. Oh, the tapes were going to be delivered to Tucker Carlson and he lost them. He lost, he lost the tapes. It happened again. He lost the tapes. And so instead of just admitting like, oh yeah, we fuck, we we lied. We 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 completely fabricated everything. We lied a hundred percent to you. And we think you are stupid, base. We think you are idiots. And so we're gonna keep feeding you these lies. Instead, it's like it's like a game of mission creep where they have to just keep upping the ante. Next, they have to make it even a bigger lie. It's got to be a bigger lie. It's got to be even more incendiary. It's got to be even more provocative. And this is how this just keeps on going and going and going till it reaches a point where the MAGA base and the Republican base is going, well, why aren't you doing anything about this, huh? If if the crimes that you're saying are out there are so horrific, if this really exists, why then do something, right? Someone should go to jail then, right? That, but but they can never then, actually- Whoa, whoa, whoa. And then the response though is, the deep state is preventing us from that's doing it. That's the last it. step, yeah. That's, that's the last, the last step. step. Yeah. We would have accomplished it, but the deep state stopped us from doing it. And by the way, MAGA Republican Senator, Senator Chuck Grassley was asked if he read the indictment against Donald Trump. Seems to be a document, if you were a senator, that you'd, you'd want to read it, right? Because you're probably going to get asked questions about it. So Senator Grassley, um, did you read the indictment? I think his answer was no. Is it, why would I read it? I don't, I don't have the time to uh, I don't have the time to read it. I mean, and then he was asked, um, you know, so are the allegations true or uh, about President Biden before? And he goes, we're not here to determine if they're true or not true. I, I don't care if the allegations against Biden are true. I just simply want to see if the allegations exist. What? What, what are you even talking about? And then the innuendo spreads and then you have statements that come out from like Lauren Boebert, like the one that we just read where Lauren Boebert just basically says, if, the, if, if these allegations were brought against uh, Trump, just think about it, we would be in impeachment proceedings already. It's not right. a matter of just allegations. The reason there were impeachment proceedings against Donald Trump is because there was audio recordings 
of Donald Trump. That's mm-hmm. why we, you know, we we saw what happened on January 6th. There was an audio recording and a transcript of his extortive conduct against, of all people, President Zelensky. And I always just think about that photograph of Donald Trump and Zelensky when Trump disgraced our office. Because just what an incredible heroic figure President Zelensky was. And to see him there so uncomfortable as Donald Trump was extorting the incredible country of Ukraine. And as Donald Trump continues to threaten Ukraine, it's not just a war between Russia and Ukraine. Russia unlawfully invaded Ukraine. And what Donald Trump is saying is that what he would do right away is he would not support Ukraine. He would support Putin. And he would essentially give most of all of Ukraine to Vladimir Putin that day. That's what the Republicans want to do. That's what their policy is. It's such a bizarre thing to see them go all in and support Putin, but that is, that's just their policy. And, and every step of the way, they're further radicalizing their base. They're, they're further, further radicalizing uh, these people who, for whatever reason, look to them as arbiters of truth. And I, I think the final kind of uh, to put it in Mark Levin's terms, the, when we cross the Rubicon. I was hoping you did the voice. <laughs> when, we, when the Republicans cross the Rubicon and, and can't come back was January 6th. I, I mean, that was something that we all saw, that we all lived through, that even that day, Republican House members, uh, at least a fair chunk of them, were able to look at and condemn and see it for what it is. And they had a moment of choosing at that moment in time. And what did they do? They chose to embrace the conspiracy theories and deny the reality of what happened. They chose to take the position, not in the interest of the United States of America, but to take the position against the United States of America, the position Mm -hmm. of our enemies. And they chose Donald Trump over the nation. And since that moment, there has been no looking back for these people. And frankly, there is no crime that Donald Trump could commit. There is no crime that really any of these Republicans can commit. There is no lie too big that this base would look at and go, I'm done with you. So what does the base get mad at? They get mad at the stuff we were talking about in the beginning. They didn't allow a global depression. That's like that's the stuff that actually pisses off Republican base uh, base voters, and that's the stuff that Republicans are scared of. And that's why you have Kevin McCarthy constantly coming out with all of his really just pathetic statements. And Kevin McCarthy, when he came into the House of Representatives, he really positioned himself as this conservative change maker. Like he came up there with with Paul Ryan, and he was going to be this conservative, uh, you know, guy who was actually fiscally responsible and a real policy wonk. And and I'm, you know, that 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 was Kevin McCarthy. And I now he's just the absolute shell of a guy, and I can't even imagine what he would think of himself if he was looking at himself from like, you know, 10, 15 years ago and looking at himself now. And you just have these politicians like McCarthy just debasing themselves day by day. And here was Kevin McCarthy today defending Donald Trump and his defense. I'll just let let you hear it from him first and and we'll play it for you. It's un, it's unbelievable. Was that a good look for the former president to have boxes in a bathroom? I don't know. Is it a good picture to have boxes in a garage that opens up all the time? A bathroom door locks. Bathroom I mean, the door was the locks. Most basic question. Was that a good look 
for the former president to have boxes in the bathroom. Look, if if he wants to do the both sidesism crap, you know, was it a good look for President Biden to have boxes in the garage? You want to do the both sides? It wasn't. But guess what? It's not a crime. Why wasn't it a crime? Because there wasn't any intent. Why wasn't there any intent? Because President Biden, the same way former Vice President Pence immediately said, here, come in. You don't need a subpoena. It. Whatever documents you need, have free reign, take whatever you want, look whatever you want, not trying to hide it, not trying to conceal it, not showing it to people who it doesn't belong to. Also, not the same types of classified information that Donald Trump took nuclear codes and other very sensitive compartmented information, military operations and things like that. But at the end of the day, you know, it is not just a bad look. It is a very, very dangerous thing for Donald Trump to do what he did. It should be very easy to call it out. And they immediately, though, go to the both sides-ism of it and then spread the conspiracies and lies just over and over and over again. And they don't want people to actually read what this unsealed indictment says, which has all of the text messages from Trump's employees that showed that Donald Trump was directly involved in every aspect of these boxes. On the one hand, he wanted these classified records as trophies. He wanted to brag about them. He wanted to use them for transactional purposes. And he brought it around with him like wherever he would go to like different meetings, right? They're talking about a time he was going to Bedminster, not just in 2021, but in 2022, right before the DOJ um, is about to arrive at Mar-a-Lago in response to the subpoena that they issued. And you have, uh, I believe it's Walt Nauta, um, the co-defendant speaking to a member of Trump's family who we believe to be Melania based on what's being written. And they're just talking about it. he would like to take out selective documents from the boxes. We don't have room on the plane for all of the boxes. I mean, on and on and on and on and on. And here's the thing. If Donald Trump just acted normal here and when the national arc and which he's incapable of when the <laughs> national archives back in 2021 asked for the records back even if he responded even if trump responded to the subpoena a year later basically in 2022 in may and gave everything back certified under penalty of perjury said hey you know it was a mistake sorry even if that was not true i bet you they wouldn't have charged him but it's the constant lawlessness 100%. over and over and over again i do have to give i i have to say i have to give mccarthy credit for this though guys it is so impressive that he's able to stand without a spine uh, what a no. spineless pos man oh my goodness weakest speaker in history and then what about what about you saw jim jordan this weekend and and jim jordan was yeah, Jim Jordan was asked about uh, um, storing material in the bathroom and whether Donald Trump should be able to do it. And just if we have this clip, show what uh, Jim Jordan said. Sure, you've seen the well, photos from the indictment. The same, I'm sure you've seen the photos from the indictment. There are classified documents in the uh -huh. bathroom, in a ballroom stage, and classified information that he sh that we're talking about. Uh, information that the United States shares with its allies, critical information, strewn on the floor. Does that look secure to you? 
again, Dana, the standard is the standard. The president of the United States, he can classify and he can control access to national security information however he wants. That's the standard. That's the Constitution. That's what the court said in Navy versus Egan, a 1988 case. I don't know how many more he, times I can say it. Okay, so but if he wants to store if he wants to store material in a box in, in a bathroom, if he wants to store it in a box on a stage, he can do that. That is the that that is just what the law and the standard is. That's so not, again, I think this just underscores how political this whole thing is. Jack Smith. I mean, you know how political it is when they selected Jack Smith as a special counsel. All right. Okay. All right. By the way, I, I always emphasize this, and I think it's important. So Jim Jordan, who chairs the Judiciary Committee, he's who the MAGA Republicans selected to chair the Judiciary Committee. He's not a licensed lawyer. The minimal threshold for having a license as a lawyer is passing the bar exam. Do I think the bar exam is this great and always accurate exam, you know, and, and, and determines who's going to be a good lawyer? I, I took the bar exam, passed the bar exam in California. It was a pain in the ass to study for. It is what it is. You just, you, you, you just get it out of the way. You study for it because you need to get your legal license if you want to practice. And if you want to start citing cases the way Jim Jordan does and he wants to cite the cases with his sleeves rolled up, you know, he doesn't know. It, it is a constant waterfall of just lie after lie after lie. Donald Trump does not have those. You can't declassify things with your mind. You can't steal records after you leave office. But here's the thing. There is no bottom to what they justify. As Donald Trump you know, famously said that if he was on Fifth Avenue in front of his supporters and shot and killed someone, they would still support him, right? Now we know that if he stole our nuclear codes, just showed them to random people and took other classified material and just threw them all over the bathroom floor and put his middle finger in the air to the Justice Department and then started singing songs with insurrectionist terrorists, the Republicans would still support the guy. So there, there, there is no bottom. And what that means, if there is no bottom, historically, when you look at it, is they will do anything. That mentality justifies the worst genocides in the history. And that is what they want. That is, that is where they are headed with this. Like, leave no doubt about it. They have no ideas. They're not talking uh, that help people. They're not talking about jobs. They're not talking about the economy. They're not talking about health care. They're not talking about, you know, social security other than taking it away. They're not talking about veterans. What are they talking about? Raw power. They're talking about conquest. They're talking about anointing a strong man who will resolve everybody's problems and we don't care. And they're talking about attacking marginalized groups. That is the discourse of authoritarians who support genocide. That is unfortunately what the Republican Party has become right now. There's a poll that was that that that, that just came out, which talks about national security risk if Trump keeps nuclear military documents, right? So for the rest of the country, other than GOP primary voters, um, 80% of the rest of the country. It's a significant part. Believe that it is a national risk if Trump keeps nuclear military documents, right? From the GOP primary voter base, 
only 38% of GOP primary voters see that as a national security risk. So, right, 62% of the GOP primary voter base is absolutely, you know, you know, is, is, is fine. With, I mean, it is, it is utterly absurd, Brett. Yeah, you have – the Republican Party is in a really tight spot right now, and it's – all due to their own making, where the Republican Party has went all in on somebody who has now faced two indictments and is going to be indicted at least two more times in the next few months. This is a guy who is very likely to be convicted of multiple crimes and very likely to be sentenced to prison time. Mm -hmm. This guy also happens to be their leader in the polls for the Republican presidential nomination. And they, on the whole, are basically all in for this individual. So they are going to be running a candidate in all likelihood who is possibly, who is definitely indicted and who is possibly convicted of crimes running for the presidency. And they're not going to distance themselves at all from him. And they're going to be stuck with him. And Donald Trump is never going to back off. Trump even said that if he is convicted, he would still run. Donald Trump, I think if he were in prison, he would still run. And the Republicans would still support him from a prison cell. I have, I have no doubt in my mind about it that they would do that. And they could potentially be tied to this maniac for multiple election cycles. For honestly, for as long as Donald Trump is alive, I don't know how they get rid of him unless somebody in the party is willing to finally take a stand and say, as a party, collectively, we need to get rid of this individual. And you're starting to see that a little bit in the Senate. You're starting to see people like Mitch McConnell, who has flirted with Trump when it benefited him and who had an opportunity, frankly, to get rid of the Trump problem by impeaching him on multiple occasions and did not. However, you even see Mitch McConnell right now coming out and you see him trying to get people in the Republican Party to go away from Donald Trump. And it's one of the interesting dynamics that we're seeing in the party right now, which is between the House Republicans and the Senate Republicans. Then, Ben, maybe just give us like a bit of a primer. What 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 is McConnell kind of saying in the background? I feel like we haven't really seen like a major public statement from McConnell about all this, while a lot of his other Republican buddies have been very vocal about the Trump indictment. Yeah, no, I mean, McConnell's whole thing is like, work behind the scenes, say you don't want to support Donald Trump, do what you did where you vote to acquit the guy like they did on the second impeachment, but then try to have it both ways and then either leak to the media or, you know, give a very kind of tepid statement saying, oh, this is, this conduct is below the character for which we'd like to have as it wouldn't be below the character. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's like crazy fascist. Yeah. The, the quote from McConnell reportedly is uh, Trump is a drag on the party and he's a, a, a quote flawed general election candidate. But that's the, <laughs> see, but that's, they, they, they always, they, they never talk in terms of winning for the American people, right? Like uh -huh. what I like about President Biden, frankly, 
is not, I think he's a good guy. I think he's got high moral character, which is great. But ultimately the reason I support him is not because like, I think he's like a cool dude and he's like my leader. <laughs> so I got to rally behind him. I like that his policies are thoughtful and mm -hmm. generally are directed at most people in the country and trying to make lives better. And does he always succeed? No. Are his plans always perfect? No. Are his plans sometimes flawed? Yes. But is he generally looking out for like 99% of the country, the workers, hardworking Americans who are just trying to get by? Is he trying to focus on things like lowering healthcare costs? Is every day he's talking about trying to protect people and and give rights to people and to make sure people are, are, are achieving what they deserve. He's talking about veterans. He's talking about seniors. He's talking about students. Let's craft these policies. Winning for the people, not just for like Biden. The only thing you always hear Republicans talk about is like winning with raw power, right? Like, can is DeSantis a winner? Is he a winner? Oh, they talked about him showering with another guy. Maybe he's not a winner anymore. It's like, okay, is we he going to destroy the woke? Can he eradicate the woke from society? Can he eradicate eradicate pride? Can he eradicate the LGBTQ community? It's always about destroying. It's always destruction. Mm -hmm. It's always, can we get rid of this group rather than can we uplift all groups? And when we go back to that poll, the national security risk poll, when you see that uh, the rest of the country, not just the Republican primary voters, uh, think it's a pretty big risk that Donald Trump had these nuclear secrets on him and was potentially doing nefarious things with him, it, it shows you kind of what we've been saying for so long here, which is this Republican base who fervently supports him is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Now, they may be getting louder and louder and louder, but it's a smaller group of people who are being that much noisier about everything that's going on. But when you look at the rest of the country, when you look at Americans at large, they are able to look at this stuff and they are able to go, of course that's wrong. And all of our politicians should be able to look at that stuff and go, of course this is wrong. And to your point, Ben, Lindsey Graham, when he was on TV over the weekend, he said something that I think speaks to that exact point that they are not trying to speak for the American people and what's best for Americans, but they are specifically trying to speak to what is best for Republicans. And I'll play this very bizarre, disturbing, frankly, meltdown from Lindsey Graham on TV from over the weekend. Donald Thank Trump you. has said repeatedly, repeatedly that he did nothing wrong. Do you yeah. believe that? Well, here's what I believe. We live in an America where if you're the Democratic candidate for president, Hillary Clinton, secretary of state, you can set up a private server in your basement to conduct government business. And when an investigation Senator, is had about your activity. No, let me finish. But you this didn't answer the question. That was ridiculous. Well, yeah, I, I'm trying to answer the question from a Republican point of view. That may not be acceptable on this show. Notice what he said there too, though, too. I'm trying to answer it from a yep. Republican point of view. Like I need to step inside the character of what yeah. our talking points are, not what the American point of view is. Yeah, but exactly. answer it from an American point exactly. of view. Like like answer it like as, as an American, just a, a, as a human being, as just an honest person, instead of wearing your red hat or your blue hat, because this is an objective thing. Just like January 6th is not a matter of debate here. 
This is an objective issue where national security was put at risk and there will be a trial. There will be a jury of Donald Trump's peers who will weigh the evidence, just like the grand jury weighed the evidence before bringing this indictment. But the evidence that is out there is incredibly damning and clear cut. We have a judicial process. It is playing out. So you could whine all you want. You could say, I need to give the Republican point of view, but there is no two points of view with a lot of these issues that we speak about here on this show. There is the truth and there is the lie, and you evidently want to present the lie. And so we need to unapologetically push back with the truth of the matter and call out these people like Lindsey Graham and say, listen, you are lying to the American people and you are putting Donald Trump above the United States of America. Look, I I just I wanted to see what was President Biden talking about in the past uh, 24 hours, right? And so I just, I just looked at his Twitter account to see how he's messaging versus what Donald Trump was saying in the past 24 hours. So Biden goes, we used to produce up to 40% of the world's microchips, but today we're down to producing just 10. Now semiconductor companies have invested over $200 billion since the beginning of my administration to bring production back home. We're turning things around, right? Jobs. Jobs, jobs, jobs that will help uh, Americans. Our, next one. Our economic recovery isn't leaving anyone behind. All American workers with or without college degrees can compete with anyone in the world. Go to invest.gov to see how we're strengthening our workforce. Again, focusing on workers, focusing on jobs. What's Biden talking about as well? Junk fees are unfair. They hurt marginalized Americans and benefit big corporations. It's time we pass the Junk Fee, Junk Fee Prevention Act to put more money back in the pockets of everyday Americans. I could keep going on and on, Arena, but you get the point. Um, meanwhile, when over the weekend when Donald Trump is speaking at the GOP convention in North Carolina, this is the North Carolina GOP convention, to be clear. And, so the, and he did one in Georgia the Georgia GOP convention than the North Carolina GOP convention. Uh, so so what's he talking about there? Things like conquering Venezuela, um, taking big fat dumps. Uh, I, I, I was going to uh, – there's so many of these clips. L let's show the one where he talks about big fat dumps. So just compare this. President Biden talking about jobs for the American people, President Biden talking about workers, veterans, social security, right? Things that things that we care about. Donald Trump talks about big fat dumb. <laughs> I'll show you that clip, but first let's take a quick break. And now let's take a quick break to talk about our next partner, Roan. If you're like me, you understand the pains of finding out what to wear. Let's face it, most clothes are uncomfortable or too tight or never actually the size that you really are, and not to mention the annoyance of trying to put together a good outfit. And when you finally do have a good fit, you can only wear it for a few hours before you have an important meeting or dinner and then you have to change. Everyone wants to dress their best and look good at all times because frankly, it's a confidence booster. So here's the deal. Men's closets were due for a radical reinvention, and Roan stepped up to the challenge. Roan's commuter collection is the most comfortable, breathable, and flexible set of products known to man. And here's why. Roan helps you get ready for any occasion with the commuter collection, which offers the world's most comfortable pants, dress shirts, quarter zips, and polos. You never have to worry about what to wear when you have the Roan commuter collection. 
Roan's comfortable four-way stretch fabric provides breathability and flexibility that leaves you free to enjoy what life throws your way, from your commute to work to your 18 holes of golf. It's time to feel confident without the hassle. With Roan's wrinkle release technology, wrinkles disappear as you stretch and wear the products. It's that easy. With the Gold Fusion Anti-Odor Technology, you'll be smelling fresh and clean all day long. And on top of that, Roan is 100% machine washable, so you can ditch the dry cleaner altogether. I absolutely love Roan. This has truly become my go-to commuter fit. We're on the move a lot. Whether it's jumping from meeting to meeting, or catching a flight, or an important dinner, the Roan Commuter Collection has never let me down. The versatility and overall comfort of the collection is undefeated. Even after I wear it all day, I still feel super fresh because of the Gold Fusion Anti-Odor Technology. The Commuter Collection can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head to roan.com slash Midas and use promo code Midas to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to roan.com slash Midas and use code Midas. It's time to find your corner office. And now let's take a quick break to talk about our next partner, Lomi. Now, I've never been able to compost before. It was always too complicated, too much work, and frankly, I don't think I even knew exactly if I was doing it right. Then I got a Lomi. Lomi allows me to turn my food scraps into dirt with just the push of a button. Lomi is a countertop electric composter that turns scraps to dirt in under four hours. There's no smell when it runs, and it's really quiet. Thanks to Lomi, I have way less garbage each week. My family, we're down from three bags per week to just one. And here's something pretty cool. My wife, she recently started gardening, and we've been able to use the dirt that Lomi produces to help fill the garden. And since I got my Lomi, I throw out way less garbage. That means it's not going to landfills and producing methane. Instead, I turn my waste into nutrient-rich dirt that I can feed to my plants. I feel so great knowing that I'm composting and creating soil instead of waste. And I have basically a limitless supply of dirt for my garden. The other week I had my in-laws over for dinner and the food cleanup process was such a breeze. Plus they all think I'm super eco-conscious now. If you wanna start making a positive environmental impact or just make cleanup after dinner that much easier, Lomi is perfect for you. Head to Lomi.com slash Midas and use the promo code Midas to get $50 off your Lomi. That's $50 off when you head to Lomi.com slash Midas and use promo code Midas at checkout. Food waste is gross. Let Lomi save you a cold trip out to the garbage can. Let's go, Jordy. I love the uh, ad reads. We're back live here on the Midas Touch podcast. So where we last left off, I was reading some of the messages that President Biden was putting out, talking about the economy, talking about stopping junk fees, talking about workers. I could have went on. He posts about protecting Social Security, protecting seniors, real tangible plans, too, that are delivering benefits, reducing the costs of prescription drug prices, making healthcare accessible and affordable. On the other hand, you have Donald Trump giving speeches before the modern-day Republican Party. So he's at the North Carolina GOP convention, and this is the type of stuff that they love talking about. The 2020 election, that's their big issue, that Donald Trump feels that he got cheated in the 2020 election because big, fat dumps arrived in the middle of the night. Play this clip. But we can stop them cold, and we will, and we would have had them stop cold, and they know that. 
And they cheated like dogs. They cheated like nobody's ever cheated before. You turn on your television at 10 o'clock, you would have said Pennsylvania's a lock. We were up by so much, a lock. All of a sudden, you see that big fat dump, that big dump at 3.02 or whatever it was in the morning. It's a disgrace what happened. I mean, that's their issue. To, here's what we're going to do for you. Big fat 2020 dumps. Like, what, that, that, that's, what, that's what they are talking about. Let, let, let's show you from, from more of this speech in North Carolina. This is what he had to say about it was his plan, he claims, when he was in office, that he would call on Russia and Saudi Arabia to make the oil prices higher. This is, this is the messaging that he's putting out there. Play this clip talk about that because I had to save the oil companies. They were all going to go bust. I said, this is the first time I've ever said we got to get it up a little bit. I actually called Russia and the king of Saudi Arabia. We had a three-way call and we cut back on the oil because it was so incredible. Helped fill up the strategic national reserves and he's now taken all of that to reduce gasoline prices for cars just prior to the election, very artificially. And he's reduced it down to the lowest level that it's been in, I think, 60 years. Okay, so he's bragging about calling Russia and Saudi Arabia to protect the oil companies so that we would pay higher prices uh, for gas. Like, that's, that's the messaging. Or how about this one where he talks about how the United States should conquer Venezuela, that if he was left in office, he would have just stole their oil. And by the way, when you listen to this, like, what he's saying even makes no sense because he's like... He talks about how Venezuela oil is too is too much like tar and it's bad oil, but that he would have still wanted to conquer it for play this clip. How about we're buying oil from Venezuela? When I left, Venezuela was ready to collapse. We would have taken it over. We would have gotten all that oil. It would have been right next door. But now we're buying oil from Venezuela, so we're making a dictator very rich. Can you believe this? Nobody can believe it. You know where the oil, you know, their oil is garbage. It's horrible. The worst you can get, tar. It's like tar. And to refine it, you need special plants. Okay, he's just not even making any sense. I mean, setting aside the fact that he was saying that if he was in office, he would have taken over the country of Venezuela for its oil then in the same sentence, it's just random words thrown together. He goes, but their oil's horrible, their oil is tar, their oil their oil is the worst. And by the way, here, here's the next one from that speech where he begins by saying that Richard Nixon was treated very unfairly and he starts with, poor Richard Nixon. Here, play this clip. From Ukraine and from all these other places, tens of millions of dollars, they would all be rushing to try and get the story. Woodward and Bernstein, I'm not a fan of either one, actually. I got to know them, major sleazebags, but, you know, Woodward looks like such a wonderful guy. He's absolutely the worst. What sleazebags? Oh, poor Richard Nixon, he, did he, he had to put up with them, but I got my own problems with these people. But Woodward's a sleaze. Bernstein, I don't know, but he looks pretty bad to me. I don't know Bernstein. I heard he was the, he was the poorer of the two. He seemed to be that. A nasty person, though. For a person that doesn't know me, I don't think I ever met him. But if I did, it was quick. But he's a nasty guy. But they're all nasty because they're deranged. Okay, it's all projection going back to your point, Jordy, when he goes, they're all deranged. I mean, he's the most deranged person mm -hmm. in the world. Exactly. Again, starting this off by saying, poor Richard Nixon. By the way, we see that over and over and over again now with the MAGA Republicans, right? They look to kind of 
become apologists for Richard Nixon, not only apologists, cheerleaders for Richard Nixon. Richard Nixon was treated very unfairly. Richard Nixon was great. Richard Nixon didn't commit crimes. That's one of the messages they have over and over and over again running in the 2024 election. But also he goes, Woodward looks like a good guy, but he's not. And then he goes, um, what's his name? Um, who's the other guy? Looks Bernstein. bad. He's the Bernstein. Looks it looks bad. He is the poorer of the two. Looks bad. He's the poorer of the two. Like what? What are you even talking about? No, I mean he he he's just the vile guy. And and you're right. Everything he says, he's a sleaze. He's a this. He's deranged. And he calls Jack Smith deranged throughout the thing. Also, um, I, I mean, all I could say is I think it's important for everybody to listen to these clips and, and listen to what he's saying, because this guy is the prohibitive favorite for the Republican nomination for president, which is absolutely disgusting. The Republican Party has made being a criminal uh, an asset for running for their party. The more criminal you are, the more deranged you are, the more cultish you are, uh, the more you hate uh, minorities, the more you hate any marginalized people, the more you uh, doubt or just completely deny science, uh, the better you are for the Republican Party. That's who they are right now. And Donald Trump, every single day, either on his social media website or when he gives these speeches at these various events or conventions or whatever they are, Donald Trump is telling you his plans for what he would do if he became president again. And if you follow our show, it's nothing exactly shocking to you, but it is absolutely chilling stuff to have somebody this close to the presidency once again. And it's simply not getting through to a lot of Americans that these are the things that Donald Trump are proposing because it is far too sanitized in the reporting. It is far too sanitized because people are afraid that they're going to, oh, we can't give this guy a platform. We can't, <sighs> we can't put his voice on TV. We can't do that. That's not what it's about. It's not what it's about. Donald Trump saying that he is going to destroy institutions like the FBI or the Department of Justice, Donald Trump saying he wants to invade Venezuela, Donald Trump bragging about raising our gas prices by by colluding with our foreign enemies, by colluding with Saudi Arabia and Russia, Donald Trump saying he wants to give Ukraine away to Russia. Like these are things that people need to be aware of. And there was the statement earlier that we read also where Donald Trump was threatening to prosecute Biden, which is something he attempted to do with Durham in, in, in his last administration already. Now he wants to find people who are even more lawless going forward. But in that same comment that Donald Trump made, he also said, and any enemies or blah, 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 blah. The coded message there is he wants to lock up anybody who is against him. He wants to lock up anybody who is against Trump. He is telegraphing. He is telegraphing his plan to be a dictator. It's right before our eyes. So do not act shocked as he continues to ramp up this rhetoric and do not act shocked if somebody like this gets into power and then tries to execute these plans. That's why 
We play these clips. That's why we all need to remain vigilant and we need to all be sharing these truly deranged yep. anti-American sentiments. There is nobody more anti-American than this individual. And there is no party more anti-American, at least in the modern history of the United States of America, than this Republican Party. They truly are anti-everything the United States stands for. They're everything wrong with the country, to be frank. And Brett, you couldn't be more right. And that's why I say all the time, yes, it's, it's incredibly dangerous what they are saying, but I say hand them the microphone. And I say that because overwhelmingly the American people look at that and they they see it with their own eyes. They hear it with their own ears. They're not going to stand for this anymore. We saw it during the midterms when everyone was saying red wave this and red wave that. And you know what happened? There was no red wave. They barely maintained the house. You know why? Because when the Marjorie Taylor Greens or the Donald Trumps or the Matt Gates, when they speak their policies, what they want to put forward is wildly un-American and just dangerous to society at large. And people are sick of that. And so give them the microphone, let them spew this other nonsense and hate because you know what? Americans are over that. And we're going to look at that and we're going to denounce that every step of the way. And the majority of Americans, pro-democracy Americans, people who genuinely love this country are able to look at that and not take his words like, I'm going to then go commit hate crimes. No, they're going to say, I'm going to make sure this guy never gets into power again. Yeah. But, but Jay, the problem is though, is that when the media legacy media covers these events, like the one in North Carolina, before uh, yes. that, the same yes. day, there was one in Columbus, Georgia, the media recasts the event. They do the work for Donald Trump to take the utterly absurd, to take the totally deranged and crazy and dangerous and fascist. It should just be so easy, I think, to do what we're doing here. You you're exactly right. Like you're exactly right. But that's why we exist. And you know what? We're bigger than those channels. And that's what I love about this community and the Midas Mighty at large is that now our reach is bigger than all of those networks now combined, right? Yes, I agree. They water down all of the hate once they get to their newscasts. But there are pro-democracy loving people out here that are attracted to the truth and understand that they're being gaslit by those legacy medias. And that's why they're coming here. They're coming here, but it's not just watering it down. It is affirmatively taking what is utterly traitorous and treasonous and crazy mm -hmm. and literally recasting it as something that did yes. not take place. Watering it down would be a step in the right direction for these legacy media because at least they would be discussing what took place. I'm going to show you just what went down very quickly in Columbus, Georgia at the GOP convention, uh, the Georgia GOP convention, but the headline from AP. Associated Press, which right is supposed to just kind of be yeah, objective in theory. Point. It goes. This was this was the headline: Trump blasts federal indictment as baseless in speech to Republicans in Georgia. Former President Donald Trump on Saturday blasted his historic federal indictment as ridiculous and baseless, saying in his first public appearance since the charges were unsealed that the 37 felony accounts were an attack on his supporters as he tried to turn legal peril into political advantage. Quote, Trump is a fighter and the kinds of people that attend these conventions loves a fighter, said Jack Kingston, a former Georgia congressman who supported Trump's White House campaigns from 2016 to 2020. 
Okay, this is what Donald Trump said about the um, Espionage Act, where he goes, they call it the Espionage Act? Doesn't that sound terrible? Here, play this clip. So you got to watch that. You got to watch it. We're all going to be watching it. As president, all of my documents fell under what is known as the Presidential Records Act, which is not at all a criminal act. Everything. It's all judged by the Presidential Records Act. In this whole fake indictment, they don't even once mention the Presidential Records Act, which is really the ruling act, which this case falls under 100 percent because they want to use something called the Espionage Act. Doesn't that sound terrible? Oh, espionage. We got a box. I got a box. The Espionage. The Espionage Act of 1917. I think it was put in there about World War One. Boxes. And by the way, Biden's got 1,850 boxes. He's got boxes in Chinatown, D.C. He's got boxes all over the place. He doesn't know what the hell to do with them. And he's fighting them on the boxes. He doesn't want to give the boxes. And then they say Trump is obstructioning. He's obstructing. No, it's a sad, uh, sad day for the country. You know, I said last night, I said that. Uh, and again, everything he said there is essentially completely false, right? The Espionage Act violations for willful retention of national defense information, conspiracy, obstruction of justice, what he did with nuclear codes and classified information about military operations is objectively incredibly frightening. And Associated Press, again, that's not like the Daily Caller or the Daily Wire or Fox or one of those right-wing things, they try to portray what he's doing there like mm -hmm. as being a fighter. I mean, the article should say like a completely deranged and disgusting individual who disgraced the office of the presidency lied in front of a political party that has devolved into a weird cult and continue to attack prosecutors and lie repeat. I mean, they, they should just call it out what's going How on. How about this headline I just found from uh, North Carolina from uh, the local Channel 8. Uh, former President Donald Trump speaks on inflation, baseless indictment in Greensboro for North Carolina Republican Convention. For all those clips that we just showed everybody, yeah. that's what the local news yeah. That's the story that they are. What do you guys telling. think it is? You guys think it's laziness? You guys think it, it's that? It's laziness? Just, just they don't care. No, I think I, I think a lot of these channels are run by far right people. I, I think there yeah. are a lot. There's a lot of moneyed interests that run a lot of these networks. I think it's deliberate. I think some of it is laziness, but I think a lot of it is deliberate. And I think the local news is the most devious, and that's why you see the rise of organizations like Sinclair. Um, mm. which is a far-right pro-Trump supporting uh, organization buying up all these local media channels so that they could push this sort of messaging so that when folks see it through their local channels, which they have come to trust and grew up with and view as, oh, look, they're talking about the opening of the local library and they're talking about the opening up of this and that and my town. Then they slip in this messaging. And the irony of the whole thing is that 
I've seen on so many occasions, uh, people on the right post that clip from the John Oliver show from last week tonight yep. of all the um, the news networks saying this, reading the same script at the same time about fake news or whatever the script was, and they try to use that as an example, and and they try to say, oh look, 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 the news is fake. Look, it it's all a conspiracy. Look, look at what's going on. Elon Musk posts the clip like every like three months. You see Trumpers post the clip like every like every day, and then people go, oh my god, have you seen this? Holy shit. This is a conspiracy. It's like yeah, that's the pro. Yeah, that's the pro-Trump people who are taking over the media. Mm-hmm. That's you. That's what you are. That that's your conspiracy. That's your creation. So it's just completely deceptive. And then they do things like that to further gaslight people. And you know that's why I I, I think you know sometimes people could be like you know why are you guys so hard on these networks and and because at a certain point you have to call them out and you have yep. to expose what's happening. You have to expose the leadership structure behind them because it's one of the issues with corporate media is that you have incentives and you have um I mean it's really what it comes down to you have different incentives that drive your coverage and when an organization like a Sinclair owns your organization you're going to be pushing their propaganda it's just the fact of of being owned by somebody like that and we need to all have a better sort of um understanding of what goes into the news and what goes into the information that we are consuming because your news diet and the diet of just things you consume on a daily basis as far as information is concerned is so important and it's so important that just the way you want to eat clean and you want to exercise you got to be feeding your brain also good information on a Mm. daily basis and far too many people in this country are being fed just poison every single day from these organizations, but they're being told that it's good. They're being told that it's vegetables. And that's the, that's the issue. You know, that that's, that's one of the biggest problems right now in the country. Here, Donald Trump attacks the special counsel of Jack Smith. He calls Jack Smith deranged, says that Jack Smith is shaking and scared. Jordy, to your point, the ultimate in projection, play this clip. And they had to pay up, and they had to pay up dearly for it when they got caught. And this is the same guy, deranged Jack Smith. And I watched him yesterday go up and talk. He talked for about two and a half minutes. He was shaking. He was so scared. He didn't want to be there. Because ultimately, these are cowards. They're cowards. And he's a big Trump hater. Openly, he's a Trump hater. And his wife is even more of a Trump hater. I wish her a lot of luck, but he's he's a bad Trump hater and she's a Trump hater. And notice the threat there also with the wife. Um, I wish her a lot of luck. That is mafia speak right there because he's also attacking special counsel Jack Smith's wife. I'm not going to name her name on his social media platform as well, putting her name out there. And then he puts out that message. I wish her luck. It is a direct threat. You have the audience clapping as Donald Trump, who gave away, you know, who gave away military operations to people. Like we have photographs, we have text messages. This is objectively horrific conduct. He's out there bragging about it, attacking the prosecutor, and the headlines are basically like Donald Trump talks about inflation. Donald Trump uh, is is fighting back against charges. He calls ba- what, what? What are, are you not watching this? Like, what are you? Uh, are we living in the same planet right now? 
and and it is to your point, you know, Jordy, too, that we've got to create an infrastructure that pushes back against. I mean, that's what the Midas Touch network is. But that's why people are like, they tell me all the time. I see it in all of the comments. I see it, uh, you know, in, in general. Like, it is it is an existential need right now to be part of a pro democracy community where yes. we can speak the truth, look at a video that is objectively crazy and say, yes, that is crazy. Because before we're seeing that video and the media is saying, it's a great speech on inflation. We're like, did you just see that? It's like, the sky is blue. No, 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 the sky doesn't exist. No, no, the sky is blue. They go, no, no, what are you talking about? That's deep state talk. What are you talking about? We need to speak the truth over and over and over again. One more point I want to talk about from um, that speech, though, where one of the things that all the MAGA Republicans do now is they brag about the merger where Live Golf, the Saudi Arabian uh, sovereign wealth fund that basically took over America's PGA, right? The Saudi sovereign wealth fund merged into it, basically, in, in essence, kind of took it over. And all these like America first people are like, yeah, Saudi Arabia, you got it. And watch what Donald Trump says. He's bragging that he was right, that he predicted that there would be a merger. It's something to brag about, like number one. Number two, you knew that because you're friends with the Saudis. Like you talked to them about it. You knew it was happening because, as you talked about earlier, these are the people who you talk to about raising oil prices and jacking up oil prices for the benefit of the oil company against American consumers. These are these are the people who paid your son-in-law $2 billion to manage their funds when he's not a money manager. Yeah, they told you. That's how you know. Here, play this clip. Just like I was right about Live Golf. Was I right about Live Golf? I was right. I said, you better make a deal. You guys, the golfers, you better make a deal. I was right. I called that one exactly right, didn't I? Because if they merge, if you don't make a deal, you're not going to get anything. And a lot of guys got left out in the... And again, bragging about that. And you see the Republicans over and over and over again bragging. By the way, it's like, you know, what happened in Arizona under the Republican administration there, you know, there's serious drought in Arizona. They gave away a significant portion of their water rights to the Saudi Arabian sovereign wealth fund to benefit Saudi Arabia when there's a devastating drought taking place in Arizona. And they gave Saudi Arabia a sweetheart deal for their water rights also. It, it, it is like a reflexive desire to do things that are the opposite of America first, that is crippling to America to benefit the Saudi royal family. And why is it? Because then when you leave office, if you're a Republican, guess what you get? $2 billion, apparently. If you're Jared Kushner, you know you get $2 billion to manage the money. Even though you're not a money manager, it, it 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 is utterly despicable. But I can't tell you how many times I see Republicans high five. What a great deal that the PGA is now is now taken over anyway. But Ben, he put America first on a bumper sticker, so just, all, just, all all is forgiven. And 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 you know, on the note of media literacy, um, as I was speaking about before, um, I think it's important also for folks to you know keep keep an eye out for who owns corporations uh who owns media companies um i i mean the saudis are actually 
buying up a large chunk of American companies and have large ownership stakes in a lot of American companies, including Twitter. Um, you know, they, they, they actually have an outsized interest in yeah. Twitter. And Elon Musk right now is actually trying to hide uh, the line item uh, list of all the owners of Twitter, of all the people who have investments in, in, in Twitter. But Saudi Arabia is a big investor in the app. So, And Saudi Arabia, they also have their money. They own a lot of other publications, um, you know, news and, and some organizations that you might think, oh, but they they seem trustworthy, right? Uh, no, the, Sa- the Saudis own them. And, and so I, I think it's important to, uh, you know, understand that when you have money interests like that, especially from a source like the Saudi royal family, guess what? They're not a charity. They're not buying up these entities because they just want to support American industry. I, I, I will tell you that. Ben, big day coming up. We have the arraignment of Donald Trump. Do you think you could just broad strokes? Obviously, there is, is certainly uncertainty um, as we go into this day. It's never been done before. Uh, but could you give the broad strokes for those listening, for those watching of what to expect on arraignment day with Donald Trump? Yeah, broad strokes. Donald Trump set to be arraigned 3 p.m. Eastern in the Miami Federal Courthouse. Um, The charges will be read against Donald Trump, 38 total charges or 38 total counts, 37 counts against Donald Trump um, directly. Magistrate judge will be presiding over the arraignment. It's not the federal judge. That's just standard course. It's not that Judge Eileen Cannon, as of this recording, She's not recused herself. She's There's no motions to recuse as of the time of this. The reason she's not presiding over it is you have a magistrate judge who always presides over arraignments in the normal course. Um, Donald Trump, the same way we saw in the Manhattan District Attorney proceeding, he will have the opportunity to plead not guilty or guilty. You know, he will say that he, the expectation, of course, is that he will say not guilty, even though I think that we all would certainly disagree with that as to each of the counts. They will then set another hearing, um, potentially a trial date, although I doubt at the first arraignment you'll get a trial date. You'll probably set a um, a status conference of uh, when the parties will kind of meet before the uh, federal judge. They may address if there's going to be any issues regarding um, motions that the parties expect to file as part of the court understanding the briefing schedule um, that's ultimately uh, going to be set. One of the things that I'm going to be looking for um, are the conditions of bail that the Department of Justice is going to be requesting. These are various, very serious crimes, very serious counts. Um, and in the normal course, the bail would be a significant amount. You know, we're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars on the low end to millions of dollars in bail. So I want to see what the Department of Justice will request there. Will there be flight restrictions, travel restrictions um, that are going to be requested? Um, will that issue be briefed? Um, will there be any other conditions imposed if Donald Trump decides that he's traveling out of the country or traveling state to state? You know, will there be any discussions of um, potential uh, gag orders or uh, potential other restrictions like that based on the threats that Donald Trump is making? So there's actually a lot that I expect to happen, but generally in the arraignment, there are the charges are going to be read. 
Um, and Donald Trump will have the opportunity to plead guilty or not guilty. And then that kind of starts the whole uh, process. But we will, of course, uh, be there every step of the way here in the Midas Touch Network as we learn more um, and as more information develops. You know, Donald Trump's trying to do everything he can before this arraignment to try to cause chaos and havoc and to try to do again what he did on January 6th, riling up his base. Um, and so, you know, again, what we the message that we always get out is do not go near that courthouse uh, the same way on January 6th. Do not go near any of these MAGA Republicans. They're trying to incite violence. They're trying to create chaos. Just stay away from it. And we'll report here every step of the way what's going down. Big day, folks. Big day in American history. And you will know we will be there every step of the way to give you updates. Ben, is it looking like Chris Keis is going to be with him, the attorney? Is, is that going to be his attorney tomorrow at the courthouse? Well, you, 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 about that you, def, you need to have a lawyer from the state there representing mm. you. Outside lawyers can be present from other states, but um, they need to be what's called pro hoc vicee in. They need to be sponsored by an in-state lawyer. It's it's a Latin term because you're only as a lawyer you're only licensed in the state where you pass the bar exam. Um, or in the case of Jim Jordan, you're not licensed in any state. <laughs> any state it's a good Jim Jordan shot then the pod. Yeah. And, and by the way, at this point, all of Donald Trump's lawyers, who most of them pretty much, who were representing him in connection with the investigation they've left, right? Jim Trustee is out. John Rowley is out. You now basically have like Alina Haba and Lindsay Halligan and uh, Christina Bob and in that whole crew. You got a, a lawyer by the name of Tom Blanche. Todd Blanche, who's representing Donald Trump in the Manhattan District Attorney matters. Donald Trump's announced is now going to be representing him in this matter. But Todd Blanche is a Wall Street, New York, white collar lawyer. So he couldn't appear in this Florida district court without a Florida lawyer basically being his sponsor. And people believe that's Christopher Keis. And I guess the uh, the the episode goes full circle because Christopher Keis is listed as a foreign agent of the Venezuela government that Donald Trump wants to apparently conquer. Christopher Keis, you know, had filed the foreign application that he's basically representing the Maduro regime and their attorney general out there. Um, and that's who Donald Trump paid several millions of dollars to represent him initially in connection with special counsel Jack Smith's, um, actually before that, with the Department of Justice executing its search warrant. But then we never heard of Christopher Keis, like after Donald Trump paid $3 million from the political action organization. Until now, we really haven't heard Chris Keis's name. He was kind of sidelined, um, but he's probably going to be back into the picture uh, tomorrow on Tuesday. So we'll keep everybody posted on what goes down in the arraignment leading up to it. I'm sure there's going to be a number of developments even in the next few hours and, and into the morning, of course. Oh, 100%. And we're already learning right now. There's not going to be any cameras in the courtroom. There's mm. not going to be any release of the court audio feed. There was a media group that, that tried to get that access. A judge has just denied that request, which was basically expected. They said that allowing photographs would, quote, undermine the massive security arrangements 
put in place. So, you know, we'll probably see a whole host of reporters parked outside the courthouse tomorrow. Um, similar to uh, Manhattan, I expect a lot of various groups to be outside of the courthouse. I expect it to be uh, quite the scene. Uh, we will be there to be reporting on it every step of the way, everything that we hear. And, uh, you know, you, you know where to find all the info first, people, the Midas Touch Network. Make Absolutely. sure you are subscribed right here Absolutely. and make sure you Thank subscribe you to the audio feed. Thank you all for watching this episode of the Midas Touch Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on our YouTube channel. If you're just watching on our YouTube channel, make sure you also subscribe wherever you get audio podcasts. Just search the Midas Touch Podcast there. Also check out store.midastouch.com for the best pro-democracy gear. That's store.midastouch.com. Um, also, if you want to support this network, we don't have any outside investors. So one of the ways that we grow this network is through our Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash Midas Touch, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Midas Touch. And there's even one tier, our honorary producers tier at the end of the show. We have our honorary producers tier show up with our new theme song courtesy of Tennessee Brando. I love it. Mighty Anthem. Um, and again, just want to thank you all so much for supporting the Midas Touch Network. We've seen um, record growth over the past few weeks and uh, we are so grateful for you. We're so grateful for the community because none of this is possible without the community and this pro-democracy community is what I love most about um, this network, that it's more than just a network. It's a true community. So thank you all from the bottom of our heart. Jordy, take it away. Shout out to the Midas Mighty. The Midas Mighty standing strong Against the fascists we sing our song We will get it right whenever they go wrong The Midas Mighty standing strong At Midas Touch, we are unapologetically pro-democracy, and we demand justice and accountability. That's why we're spreading our message to Convict 45. That's right, gear up right now with your Convict 45 tees and pins at store.midastouch.com. That's store.midastouch.com.